everyone, all of you that are in Las Vegas at MJ BizCon. 2022. I am Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits, and I am honored and blessed today. I have Ms. Rose Roz McCarthy, founder and CEO of Minorities with Medical Marijuana, and the founder of Black Buddha Cannabis. Yeah. Roz, how you doing? Vern, I'm good, man. I've been trying to get you on my oh, show. Okay. <laughs> when you're in Vegas, you have no reason but to be good. I'm so exactly. excited to be here exactly. in Vegas, but more importantly, excited to be with you today yeah. um, as we talk and just really gab about just this industry and what's going on and, and a little bit about myself. Oh, oh, oh absolutely. In, right? Yeah, I want people to know you. Roz, how did cannabis save your life? Oh, man. Wow. Well, so... Cannabis saved my life because prior to entering into this industry, right. I didn't have a like a connection to the plant. I was okay. born in a, I mean, I was born in Florida. Okay, lived in a little country town. What? What? What country town? Oviedo. You ever heard of Oviedo, Florida? I can't say I have. Okay, so Oviedo <laughs> is a it's, it's a suburb of Orlando. It's out by University of Central Florida. Okay, but it's a little. I'll tell you how country we were. We had okay. one red light. Okay, we had one grocery store called Meat World. Okay, and we had chickens that walked around across the street, and you had to like literally stop and let the chickens cross the street before you could drive forward. Um, but I I was a part of. I'm a um, a '60s baby. I was born in '69. Okay, and my parents and my mother, more importantly, raised yeah. me. And it was that cannabis was the devil's leaf. It was okay. um, the de devil's lettuce, rather. You was know? that a religious thing? It's a how you were raised? It's a religious. Uh -huh. It is a, it's a community. It's the black community. Right. Um, it, but also it's born from the war on drugs. Because the war on drugs was saying that black people mm -hmm. are using weed mm -hmm. and they're raping our white women. Mm -hmm. And you're going to go to jail for this plant. So again, if you start putting this in our subconscious, yeah, it, it proliferates through our whole entire body into into our community. So for my parents, you know, my mom was a uh, she was a, a blue collar worker. She worked for okay. UPS. Okay. She was like, Roz, let me tell you something. I don't work this hard for you to go to jail and mess <laughs> up. You know what I expect out of you, right? And you know what to do, and you know how to make sure you get it done correctly. And so I didn't have a connection to the plant when I was in college. I didn't use cannabis. Right. Nothing. It was only after having. Um, being in a car collision and yeah. suffering a traumatic brain injury that my first personal yeah. experience, my personal connection yes. to the power of this plant, it just, it just, it's almost like a revelation. Wow. And that's why I'm here today. It's because of the plant? Because of the plant. I mean, you know what? We work and we raise our families and right. this industry has now created opportunities for us. I never dreamed in a thousand years I would be in this industry. Yeah. And it's almost like a rebirth. If that makes sense. You go to school, you get your degree, you go work for corporate America, mm -hmm. you have kids, you get married. I got a divorce. Mm -hmm. So I, I've been through all those different cycles of life. I lost my mom mm -hmm. to breast cancer. Yeah. I lost my dad to glaucoma and to um, congestive heart failure. Yeah. So I've been in all these circles of life without the plant being there. But I'm the happiest. I'm the most content. I'm fulfilled. I'm medically health-wise better yeah. now that I'm connected to this plant. So it's almost like a rebirth. It's like like starting my life over again yeah. and being able to do it now. And I'm 52 years old. And so I'll be able to celebrate and to really do it in a way that's so authentic. And it's about me. Yes. It's about me being able to do this for myself, yes. for my wellness. Yes. Um, it's a great place to be. No, it is an amazing place to be. We have a lot in common. I grew up in a small town in Texas. Yes. Right. Had two red lights. <laughs> We had two. We had two. We had two. I had one. And, and I and, and I smoked. 
I smoked a plant in college, so okay. that's where we kind of differ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm just laughs> but you know what? But again, you know, so my my yeah. entry into the industry. So you asked me a question. You said, yeah. "What you know? Again, what's your personal connection? When did you get connected to the plant? Yeah, personally. Um, yeah. And it was from that from a from a consumption base. Yeah. But my entry into the industry was because my son has sickle cell okay. anemia. Okay. Okay. I'm a sickle cell mom. Okay. For those who don't understand about sickle cell, talk to us about it. Sickle cell is a disease that's predominantly in African American children. Right. Um, literally, you have certain states that will test just for sickle cell because it is a disease that attacks the red blood cell. The red blood cells mm -hmm. is genetic. You're born with these cells that are instead of being nice and round and mm -hmm. flush, because red blood cells carry the oxygen mm -hmm. to our brain to our heart, to our lungs, to mm -hmm. everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. And oxygen is what helps us to breathe, to live, and to live, and to feel energy, and to feel great. That's right. Right? Well, when you have sickle cell, you're born with these cells, red blood cells, that are sickle. They're like a moon, crescent moon shape. They're very uh, sticky and tacky. They don't run smoothly through the veins. And you have this pooling effect that happens where in your joint, your back, sometimes your legs, you will have these cells that stick together and they cause this excruciating pain. Yeah. And that's when you have a sickle cell crisis. Right. And so we see this in our black families. And not only is it a disease that is, it is a disease with no cure, but it's an economic disease as well. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of people that are able to work. Mm -hmm. They're not able to support their families now that they're adults. And economically, it can, I mean, it can ravage you. And so for me, my son was born with sickle cell anemia. Sure. I'm a sickle cell mom, mm -hmm. meaning, you know, as a mom, and when you have your bear cub, mm -hmm. you will do anything in your power to make sure your kid is good. Yes. Knowing that you have to work with the confines of, your, you have to be, the reality, your kid has sickle cell anemia. So we've been in and out of the hospital. I've been in ICU. I've watched this kid fight mm -hmm. all of his life. He was 17 years old. The state of Florida was getting ready to create a medical marijuana program put an a, a, a amendment on the ballot. And in Florida, and Florida is a toss-up state, mm -hmm. I felt like if this ballot passes and there's a medical marijuana program in Florida, what's this look like for my community? Mm -hmm. What's this look like for my son? If my son wanted cannabis to help him support his medical needs, is he going to be stigma? Uh, will stigma be placed upon him? Will he have options? Will he have safe access? Mm -hmm. And I said, hell no. And I felt like... So that was the answer to your own question. That was the answer to my own question. Okay, was no. No. So you had to do something about it. Well, I was looking for the Urban League. <laughs> yeah. I was looking yeah. for the NAACP. Yeah. Sure I was, was like, okay, so who out here? Like, who's shaking and moving? Uh -huh. It ain't like I just woke up and said, I want to start a nonprofit. Yeah. No. But let me tell you how good God is and where I was in my life. Prior to even having the epiphany of starting Minorities for Medical Marijuana, mm -hmm. I was consulting with Chambers of Commerce the African-American Chamber in, in Orlando, okay. the African-American Chamber in California. Mm -hmm. I was working with nonprofits and I was writing grants. So I was able to take that experience and then put all that together and say, you know what, Roz? Normally you have a for-profit business and then you start a nonprofit as your as your you know as your subset of that for-profit. Right. At the time, I didn't know exactly the industry from a from a from a business perspective. Mm -hmm. I just knew that I wanted to fight for social justice. Mm -hmm. I want to fight for safe access and health equity. Yeah. I want to fight for public policy and making sure policy was put in place that was going to elevate and support people of color being in the industry. I want to fight for that social equity component. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. And how do we execute on that? And so I just figured, like, you know. You just have this calling, and I try to run from it. Yes. I was looking to 
I was trying to find a job. I was consulting with my clients. I was like, yeah. I'm not going to do this nonprofit. How did you get focused? Literally, it was my mom and her spirit. Really? I was like, listen, I was on the couch. <laughs> I be on the couch. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I'm like, I didn't do anything for two weeks. Uh -huh. And I'm like, okay, I started this. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'm not, I don't know what I want to do. And I just mm -hmm. kept vacillating back and forth. Right. And one night I felt my mom's spirit and she was like, if you're going to do it, get your ass up off this couch and, and get uh, it done. Yeah. And I, that minute, Mm -hmm. And I promise you, Vern, that minute I walked, got up, went to my office right off, off my living room, uh -huh. went to the computer, start Googling different organizations because I didn't know, I didn't have a name. Right. And then I said, I want to name this exactly for the audience that I'm attending it for and exactly for the issue at hand. And the issue at the time was the proliferation of medical marijuana programs throughout the country. Mm -hmm. And I wanted something that was for us, that was by us, that, that created trust in our community that provided education mm -hmm. that you can trust, that you mm -hmm. felt like if you came to me and something was going on with your mom, you said, well, let's go get some information. I trust minorities for medical marijuana. Got it. There's someone there fighting for my people, right? Right. Because we didn't have folks fighting for us at the time and fighting for our inclusion. So and you created it from scratch. From scratch. From that moment your mom communicated from scratch. with you. With my kids looking at me like, Mom, so um, <laughs> why don't we have food? Because I stopped everything. Mm -hmm. I felt so compelled and I felt in my spirit that I couldn't serve two kings. I couldn't serve two masters. Mm -hmm. I was trying to like do my consulting right. and see my clients, but mm -hmm. I was also trying to breathe life into into this nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And um, after creating the name, I had a girlfriend who was a graphic designer. She created the logo for me. Mm -hmm. um, I created the website. I did everything myself. Um, the vision, the mission, our, our points that of focus, I did all of that. Even as much as having the like thinking about how how do I want to organize this? Right. And I'm thinking I'm in Florida, but we need M4MM in Georgia. We need to be in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. We need to be in Colorado. We need to be in New York. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make it so we have these chapters throughout the country where we have people that feel like I do, that that respect my leadership and, and my direction, and they're willing to work with me mm -hmm. to make sure that folks that look like us have an opportunity in all these different states. Oh, that's beautiful. And now we're and now you're CEO of CEO for minorities with medical marijuana. I love it. States, four international countries. We're in oh. Belize. Oh, great. We're in Jamaica. Great. In the UK as well as in Toronto. And um it is it is has been um almost seven years. Next year will be seven years for us. Wow. And I'm super proud. We have all of our team here in Las Vegas to not only celebrate and to network amongst each other and to be able to connect with other like-minded businesses but also m for mm wasn't only about m for mm it was about mm -hmm. the edification and lifting up of people that work with our organization mm -hmm. so if you come to me and you're a leader with our organization i'm not only asking you what well, what do we need to do in your community i'm asking you Vern, what do you want to do how right. can i help lift you up and that's where the buy-in comes in People don't mind working hard if they feel like you buy into them and that you're trying to pour into them as well. Right. I want to pour into your dreams. Have you been met with open arms? I have. I have. You have. But it didn't start out that way. Okay. No, it did not. It was, remember, I started in 2016. Yep. So we only had, at the time, maybe, there were no, there was maybe two adult use states and at the time, maybe 15 medical programs, maybe a little less than 15. Mm -hmm. And then we start, Florida comes in, right? Um, I start this organization. I literally had one of the media companies, and I'm not going to call them out. Okay. But they said to me, they were like, well, we see you 
and we see um, MCBA, and you guys are doing the same thing. And so before we, we before we make commitments of who we're going to work with, we'll let you guys figure it out, and then you and we'll see exactly after time goes on which um, organization that we're gonna we, that we're gonna like mm -hmm. um, join up with and partner with. Mm -hmm. Which I felt is so monolithic. It's almost like well, there's you know one organization, and you guys need to figure out who is going to be that lead, and that's it. And we are not a monolith. We are no. different people yeah. with different ideas yeah. and different concepts. That was very small thinking. It was so small thinking, yeah. right? Yeah. Very I said, small. oh, I can show you, but I can tell you. Yeah. I was like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> and, so, and now, um, that same organization, I get phone calls. Yeah, I bet you do. They want your business. They want not yep. only business, but, hey, Rob, can we talk? And yeah. And, um, you know, it yeah. is what it is. But let me, let me just say this. There are some powerful organizations that do similar but different, same work that we do. And we all got to figure out how to work together because the mission and vision of what we're trying to accomplish is bigger than me. Yeah. It's bigger than them. Yeah. It's bigger than all of us. And if we don't link up uh -huh. and figure out, and this is why being even on your platform right. creates that opportunity it does. of working together. It, it does. And I want to thank you for that. Now, okay, this, 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 I, I got to confess. When I started seeing you advertise Black Buddha Cannabis, yeah. Yeah. I got really excited. You did. Yeah, now tell me why. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> tell me why. You got excited because it speaks to you. Yes. It speaks to I don't yeah. care who it is. It speaks to you <laughs> in the most. You Listen, honey. I Let me tell you something about Black Buddha. And I hopefully I don't cry. I Hopefully I will not cry in the oh, next few minutes. Oh, here we go. But it is such a personal story. <laughs> okay. Last year, I was in a car accident. Suffered okay. a, a traumatic brain injury. Um, whiplash, concussion. Literally, I had to have a caregiver come live with me. Shout out to Nicole Buffon. She's mm -hmm. just she's my Western Regional Director with M for MM. Oh, that's but she's great. A, she's a plant prophet herself. Okay. Um, she believes in plant medicine from from functional mushrooms to cannabis. I mean, she is um, just healthy eating and what it means. Right. Um, and literally, I was I had a situation after the car accident. I passed out. Right. Yeah. Two weeks after the accident, went to the doctor. Went to the ER. And they were like, oh, well, you're suffering from a concussion. I'm like, all right, fine. Two weeks later, passed out again. Two days later, passed out again. Mm -hmm. Put me into the hospital, did tests, MRIs, all this type of stuff, and they found out that I had a traumatic brain injury okay. from the accident. Okay. Now, the accident, you wouldn't think, because it wasn't like it was a head-on collision. Mm -hmm. It was a hard push from behind, but it was hard. And it was unexpected. Okay. And I didn't realize that you can shake up your brain yes. so bad. Yeah. So for all those athletes out there, yeah, it's tough. all the folks that are that suffered concussions before, that's right, and multiple concussions, mm -hmm. not being feeling nauseated, disoriented, vision blurred, mm -hmm. head it's it's worse than a it's worse than like a migraine. It's a feeling of where you can't even like your brain feels just fried and like you can't even think, you can't even like put your thoughts together. I I had cognitive issues. Um, I was disoriented. It was like vertigo, vertigo times 10. And literally, Nicole, um, she moved into my home. My mm -hmm. kids were away at college, so I was home alone. Okay. And I called her one day. I said, Nicole, I'm struggling. I was like, I can't remember. I can't think. And I was going to the doctors. I couldn't drive myself to the doctor. Mm -hmm. She moved in with me. She helped me get to the doctor. She helped me get to my cranial sacral therapist who taught me about how to speak to my brain, mm -hmm. how to, to use mantras and meditation to talk to myself when I was having those moments, those episodes where I felt like I was about to pass out. Right. She more importantly taught me, and this is where my connection with the plant, how to consume and consume for what I needed. 
I need something for the anxiety relief. Mm-hmm. I need something for those episodes with my brain where I felt like I was getting foggy and about to pass out. Right. So she introduced a device called the Da Vinci. It is a... Um, I like that name. Yes. The Da yeah. Vinci uh-huh. is a portable vaporizer. Okay. But instead of having oil, it's dry flour. You put it in the chamber. Mm-hmm. It heats up to like 375 degrees. You click it and you can pull. So whenever I had those moments of mm-hmm. like non-clarity and fogginess, I would pull mm-hmm. and I would maybe in the next two to five minutes, I would feel this lifting of that fog. And then I was, in, and I was ingesting CBD like every four to six hours. Yeah. And I had to literally learn how to reteach myself with my medication, with my mantras, with my meditation, my path to healing. Mm-hmm. The path to healing came to me and I was like, one night I was in bed and I was crying because I thought I was about to lose my life. It was, mm-hmm. I felt that sick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Lord, I've been fighting for everyone else. But I have nothing to show for it. I have nothing to leave my children mm-hmm. from a legacy perspective. Mm-hmm. And I literally was like, I want something that I can leave them. And I'm thinking, and I'm like, as a black woman. Mm-hmm. And then I had looked at Buddhism and the mantras and the chanting and what that means for my healing. Right. And it came to me, I'm like, Black Buddha Cannabis. I want to create a brand that's for women, that's by women, that empowers us to be great, to feel better, to do better. Because once I, once I acknowledge that I was not in a good place, that physically mm-hmm. I am not well, that's when my healing began. And as women, we always, we sometimes, I shouldn't say always, we sometimes mask all of the trauma that's going on in our life, that's all right. of the stress, all of the, maybe the wellness issues that are going on, because we're feeling like I got to be on my game. Right. I got to take care of family. I got to take care of my husband. Mm-hmm. I got to take care of my kids. And we don't acknowledge our own personal pain, anguish, lack of healing. We don't acknowledge it. And that was me. And when I finally acknowledged that I am not good, I am not in a good place, that's when the healing, healing began. Yeah. yeah. And Black Bully, it came to me like a thief in the night. That yeah. is great. And now we're in. So tell me about yes, it. Tell so me about Black the Buddha. brand. Yeah. yeah. So Black Bully, I'm proud to say that we have partnered with Tilt Holdings okay. in Massachusetts and oh. Pennsylvania. Okay. So as you, as, as we all know, mm-hmm. federally illegal. So mm-hmm. We have to state by state, every state that we want to go into, mm-hmm. form an operator partnership mm-hmm. with that operator in that state to create, basically, it's a licensing agreement. Right. right? So they take my formulation, mm-hmm. they take our proprietary, our IP, right. and they wrap it, they do the finished goods, and then they wholesale it to dispensaries. Mm-hmm. I'm proud to say in Massachusetts, we're in 30 dispensaries. Nice. And it's only been a month. We, had, yeah. we launched the last week in September. Mm-hmm. I saw that. And it was the last week of September, so we had a full month of October. Right. And now we're into November. And we're launching in Pennsylvania um, in the 1st of December. That's great. Who's your partner there? Uh, Tilt. Tilt? Okay. Ohio is next. Okay. We have Ben Leaves. Okay. Uh, shout out to Bill Williams. Bill Williams is a, um African-American gentleman mm-hmm. who is the president of that company, and he's a minority owner. Okay. He's a processor. Okay. And they process in Ohio, and they're our partner, and they're awesome. Um, and then next, we just, we're going to announce it. Breaking news, everybody. Breaking news right here? Breaking news right oh, here. Oh, Black Profits. Yes. Let's have it. Breaking news. No Let's one knows this. Breaking news. Let's have it. We have signed an agreement in Nevada no. with Zion Gardens. They are a minority-owned cultivation um, um, center here in, okay. in, in um, Nevada. Okay. And so there will they will be our operator partner. Okay. And we're going to be having flour as well as these pre, we have this. Pre-rolls? This, the pre-rolls, we have this pre pack it's mm-hmm. a one hitter quitter. Okay. It's a glass chillum. I like, like one hitters. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And so listen. So when I created our line, I get confused even today. When I go into a dispensary, 
I see OG Kush. I see yeah. Skittles. I'm yeah. like, this it's over the top. Yeah. So, you know, hybrid versus, I mean, I mean, uh, Indica versus Sativa. Yeah. Hybrid. And so we're creating these experiences. So our first experience is called Bliss. Mm-hmm. It's a cross between animal cookies and sour diesel, but it's a great relaxation after work. When you're needing to be in a functional state where you don't want something that's going to make you into a couch potato, yeah. you don't want to be over, you don't want to be over anxious, but mm-hmm. you want a nice a place where after work or before, you know, before you go into bed mm-hmm. where you can consume and mm-hmm. be able to relax and release from the day. That's our bliss experience. Okay. Right? I like that. After bliss, we have dream. Uh-huh. Dream is that experience that you want something that's really going to get you into night. Mm-hmm. So if you can't sleep, if you're restless, if you're dealing with some pain management right. issues, yeah. Yeah. the next one coming after bliss is dream. Great. So literally, we're empowering women. Let me tell you, women, we have a $7 trillion buying power out of all just finished goods and, and, and CPG goods throughout, the you know, globally, right? Right. So with that being said... Women are always focused on how we feel. We're not thinking about the money per se. We want you to address how I'm feeling. And so we're going to keep continuing of creating experiences that are going to allow a woman or allow a man, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter, but more importantly, women to walk in and say, I'm looking to feel this way. What do you have? Mm-hmm. Black Buddha has you. I love it. That's Black Buddha. That's Black Buddha. That is Black Buddha. And it's all about getting enlightened, not getting high. Yeah. Um, I, uh, um, Buddha means enlightenment. Okay. From by definition. Okay. And so when I when I did my research and think about how I want to present this brand, yeah, I want to be authentic and I want to make sure people understand. I'm not culture vulture. I'm not taking advantage of a religion. I am paying homage to components of that religion that helped me be able to get through my trauma and through my healing. I think it's so, it's a fantastic way of saying, man, had it not been for the principles, some of the principles of this religion, yeah. you know, I don't think I would have been, I, I would be here right now. Wow. Roz, what a powerful story. And it's all connected. It's all connected. It's all connected. And, and the thing about it is, Vern, yeah. had it not been, for the car collision, right. when you're in a darkness, and I just want to say this to the people okay. who are listening to you, when you're going through something, I know sometimes it, it feels like you don't know why you're going through it. Last week, I talked to so many people that are going through, they're just going through it right now. Right. Um, and I don't know why, and I'm not like, I, I don't know. But mm. all I can say is just, just push through it, because I had no idea on the other side of my healing right. was Black Buddha. Last year, MJ Biz, mm-hmm. I introduced Black Buddha to the world by yes. walking around with one T-shirt that I was wearing on Friday. <laughs> Listen, shout out to Pam Moore, MJ Biz. Yeah. I was walking around on Friday. had done all the M for MM stuff, did all that stuff. So the last day I said, I'm going to take it out for myself. Yeah. So I had a T-shirt idea. So I had that T-shirt, you know, um, um, you know, uh, screen, screened. Um, and so I was wearing my T-shirt and I was walking around and I was collecting people's business cards. And Pam Moore sees me, and she's like, Roz, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I said, well, and I tell her the story about mm-hmm. the accident. I yeah. tell her about the concept of Black Buddha. She goes, do you mind if I take a picture of you? Can I do a story about you? Yeah. I said, please. Help, help yourself, Pam. Yeah, exactly. And she took a picture. She did a great, it was a very short write-up. Yeah. But she put it into the, you know, the after-conference newsletter that goes out. Right. And it was the first time that we actually put the words of Black Buddha and the concept out to the general public yeah. for consumption. And that's when I knew I was on to something. And you are. And I pulled and I pushed. Yeah. What's your vision about how big you it's going to be and 
in uh, half a billion dollar company. Okay, I've already said it. Okay, I'm speaking into existence. No, I, and and I believe I believe you. What what's your strategy on partnerships? Because mm -hmm. you, you're you're you you have started this thing out, and you're trying to find mm -hmm. where you can minority partnerships. Mm -hmm. Investors, uh, I'm investors. I'm struggling. Okay, so I'm just like. I'm not a social equity mm -hmm. operator, but I'm a social impact driven brand. Yeah. And because I don't go and use the word social equity because I've, I've never been incarcerated. Yeah. I've never been arrested for the plan. I believe that definition of social equity belongs to people that have had their rights or have things taken away right. due to, you know, the, um, the justice system. That's connected now, to this. Totally understand, right? and you're all about wellness I'm, I'm because about that's wellness. how it is right. done. That's what it's done for you. But I yes. am a social like a part yeah. of our ethos of a company yeah. is a social impact. How can we make impact and help other folks that come behind me? Right. I'm learning some lessons right now that I plan to make sure that folks that are coming behind me that you don't have to relearn because I can be able to tell you when you're trying to negotiate a deal. Here's some things to think about. Here's some things that you how you want to position yourself. There you go. Things that people don't even know right now because right. they're not in that hot seat. Right. But I'm in this hot seat right now. Right. And they know I don't play the radio. And so mm -hmm. I'm looking at things and I know and I'm seeing, you know, I, I give a little bit to get a little bit. Sure. But I will tell you that finding access to capital is yeah. real. Yeah. And as a black woman, it's even more, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It, and it's a struggle. But I'm fighting for it. Um, creating partnerships. With not only with the MSOs and the dispensaries and right. showing them, like they have to understand that this brand is born from someone's healing. Right. It is not arbitrary. It's not putting together a name here and a name here that doesn't have a meaning, but you're trying to figure it out. Roz, when they hear your story <laughs> and they get that passion. And they get that energy. Yeah, there's a yes on the other yes. end of that. It has it's got to be. Gotta be a yes because I'm talking. Yeah. And I'm creating this for the women. We got to think about the pie. Right. Twenty percent of our country is currently connected to, has used cannabis, using on a daily basis. There is some connectivity, right? You have a that other eighty percent of that pie that has no idea the power of this plant, and so eventually they're going to be introduced, and I want them to be introduced in a way yes. that's about wellness and about awesome. feeling better awesome. because this plant brought me across that finish line, right? Yeah. And so I think it's just the way to do it. We had a meeting yesterday, and I and I'll say it. I mean, mm -hmm. we just met with. Um, um, I, maybe I won't, but I will tell you this. It's someone that is... I, I almost had it. I know. I almost it had it. Out, I almost but but it was, it's an OG in in that has been connected mm -hmm. to cannabis for years, mm -hmm. hip-hop artist or what have you. Okay. And I'm talking to him. He was like, Ross, say less. He was like, I already see. He's like, what... He says, why do women wear panties? I was like, I don't know. I'm thinking... He was like, because panties are for women. He uh -huh. says, bras are for women. Uh -huh. Why can't you have weed that's for women? Well, yeah. I was like... Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, you know, so long story short, yeah. when I have the opportunity of telling the story yeah. and sharing it, people get it. And not everyone's going to get it. But right now, what I need is I need the infrastructure, the capital, because I've been funding this myself. Yeah. But any business that's worth its grain and salt needs the money in order to build capacity. Absolutely. And to get so... Um, it's not a pitch for investors, but it's a real position as to where we are right now. Absolutely. Um, but I'm super, super excited about what we've accomplished. Yeah. Uh, I have the best team in the world. Um, and it's a team of professionals that are not just fly by night. I just want to get in the industry. They have an expertise that I appreciate 
and that I'm not a, and they don't allow me just to be like the CEO and just take my word for it. Right. Like I, they check me as I check them, but that's there's good. that give and take. Oh, that's how you that learn. allows us to really build a, a fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm here with Roz McCarthy, CEO of Minorities for Medical Marijuana and Black, Black Buddha. And Black I love Buddha. it. And, and I believe that men can enjoy Black Buddha also. You can. Okay. Yes, you can. Okay. I, I, I will tell you for sure, we had a gentleman in uh, Massachusetts our yeah. first week there. He, um, we have, in Massachusetts, we have um, a jar of flour, mm -hmm. a eighth of flour. Yeah. We have our pre-packed chillum, which is the glass chillum that's pre-packed, mm -hmm. one hit or quitter. And we have this beautiful vape pen. And it's all the bliss line. Oh, nice. And it's a CBD um, three to one ratio. And, and the gentleman purchased the, um, the pen earlier that day used it and went back that same day he said i never experienced anything that gave me a sense of relaxation that didn't make me jittery uh -huh. and that it was just so smooth and nice. so um nice. shout out to tilt yeah. because we do have to be dependent on the operator yeah i may not work with tilt in every single state but my goal is to find operators who believe in creating great products right. great like it's it's that's important it's important that right? that is that is totally uh important yeah Roz McCarthy. Thank you. In Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. At MJ Biz 2022. Yes, sir. And I'm your host of Plant Profits, Vern Davis. And we will see you on the other side, Roz. Appreciate you, man. You got it. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.